When four hobbits and a ranger find their way over the last bridge and into the Trollshaws, they come upon a strange but familiar sight. Three stone trolls. Like, proper stone trolls. They aren't Michelangelo's David, but they have upon them, besides a bird's nest, a reminder that a hobbit had safely traversed these parts before. It's a welcomed respite after suffering harsh travel, pursuit, and wound of blade. With Frodo now in dire need of aid, it's grim times, but the trolls remind them of their cozy holes in the Shire and the tales of Bilbo those many leagues away. So inspired Master Samwise has a tune. Standing up with his hands behind his back as if he was at school, he began to sing to an old tune. <coughs> a troll sat alone on his seat of stone and munched and mumbled a bare old bone. For many a year he had nodded near, for me it was hard to come by, some by, gum by. In a cave in the hills he dwelt alone, and me it was hard to come by. And so is the most memorable part of this eerie autumnal land available to us as we scale its sheer ridges and note its crumbling towers. We find rest and relief in the familiar sights just like Sam did, as we dodge the many trolls out to boil, roast, and squash us. It's the Trollshaws, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. Crossing the last bridge into the Trollshaws is like finding a gateway into eternal autumn. Without saying too much, it is in fact my favorite time of year, besides winter. Anyways, it's a good choice for the zone as it marks the Trollshaws uniquely amongst the many ways of Middle-earth and feeds the fall setting in which it is initially seen in the books. Also the zone has a creepiness to it that is softened by the beautiful foliage and colors. It is all reds and oranges and yellow, a reminder that a shift is in the air. To the north, above the road, remain the structures of the once powerful kingdom of Rudhour, made ruinous by its allegiance to the evil kingdom of Angmar, its fallen soldiers now restless whites, out for revenge on the living like the night of the living dead. Change is all around. This week, Merrick from a casual stroll to Mordor joins me. I asked him what he liked about the Trollshaws, and why he chose to talk with me about this place. The Trollshaws, as far as that goes, I think it's a nice transitional, it's a nice transitional zone. It's it's known for, I mean, it's got some good history in it as uh-huh. far as, as far as Bilbo and um, the trolls, trolls there and finding, you know, floundering and staying. And it's also a rice a passage in Lotro is getting from Bree into uh, into Rivendell. Right. And the Trollshaws is a notorious killer for anybody right. who's way too low level. So it definitely stands out, and actually, it's one of the most beautiful zones within the game. Oh, yeah. When they first cross the last bridge, they note the cracked and ruined towers, the fallen arches and structures, and then there are trolls. Not just trolls, but the smartest, meanest trolls. A note worth mentioning here is that The Hobbit was originally written as a story for Tolkien's children. It was not until later that it found its way into the cosmology of Middle-earth, and it maintained its less serious tone, explained in meta-fashion, as it was written by and for hobbits. So, the trolls. Could they really talk, even though only the most intelligent of trolls could throw a clause together? Isn't this a gap in the mythology? 
Who really cares is the answer, but there they are, old Bert, Tom, and Bill. In The Hobbit, these trolls are come upon by Bilbo and the dwarves. Long story short, for those of you living in a hobbit hole for the past 75 years or so, Bilbo tries to burgle the three fiends, is caught, and when his dwarf companions investigate his absence, they're caught too. And just before the trolls can concoct a new recipe for hobbit dwarf surprise, Gandalf tricks them, and they are caught with their proverbial pants down, just in time for dawn. Voila, three stone trolls. Well, especially, like you said, because it's it's very visually striking. Like, it's always autumn there, and you kind of always want to be there because it looks so good. I think it's probably on par with Evendim in terms of just how striking it is, but also because of the rich history. What in particular uh, from the books connects you with uh, with the troll shaws? Well, I think hands down, it's it's got to be Bilbo's trolls. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo's trolls are there for everybody to see. The campsite is still there. And you can find the door to their treasure cache or yeah. their home. And it's just fascinating to see that it's such a key point in the story. Mm-hmm. And to have that translated over to the game where you can visually just sit there and, you know, almost see Bilbo walking around while Gandalf right. speaks to him. And, you know, they, they rescue all the, you know, get the, all the dwarves situated and everything. Yeah. Just it's just amazing to see that and it's it's also great to wander up north a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know actually find yourselves in the midst of trolls Mm -hmm. which makes sense i mean it's not fun from a game perspective because very strong but at the at the same time it's fun to go see them because you wonder you can't help but wonder if you know the books had just been a little bit different had they wandered in, uh, north instead of east had would there have been a different you know outcome with yeah his- and I like it's one of those kind of early level moments like you were talking about before but where you the first time you cross into the troll shaws at night and there are these stone trolls wandering up and down the road <laughs> right oh it, yeah you just gotta make for the hills because you know those things are gonna like throw you in a stew and eat you up as was said before passing northwards brings one into the former kingdom of Red Hour. We talked about this a bit in the last episode, and in the Tolkien Basics episode. The North Dúnedain Kingdom of Arnor was divided in three in 861 of the Third Age, when the sons of Erendur each pulled a power grab. The easternmost of the three kingdoms, as came out of it, was Rudhour, which seems to mean Eastern Forest, appropriate enough as the Trollshaws, a forest in the east of Eriador, was their main territory. The kingdom rose up and was able to successfully contest with its neighboring kingdoms, but Amli's little brother forgot one thing. You always bring back up. So, without a great number of Dúnedain to help him with the running of his kingdom, the rulers turned to help from their Hillman counterparts. And if there's one thing the observant among you know about the histories of Middle-earth, it's never trust a Hillman. We get a taste of Red Hour's history through the ruins in the north of the Trollshaws. I love that area because you get just a little bit of that in the book, kind of like as they're traveling through, Sam notes all the different uh, ruins and structures that are still there. Um, and I like that they, they tied that in with kind of the history of Red Hour and things like that and how it, it kind of feeds off the Red Maid story too. Um, but those are very visually striking. They're not as, not as profound as the trolls, but that's another cool thing that I think they just took out of the book and, and blew up to kind of make it fit into the game setting as well. They definitely did a good job in that. And I, I, that's one of the things I do like about Turbine and when they expand upon the game. They, they do a good job in researching what you know, sometimes they have very little to go on. Yeah. Seem to do a very good job in 
researching that zone beyond what the books going into the appendices and uh, learning what they can expand upon and it's just it's just amazing and it's it's a fun fascinating journey through that zone that zone yeah. uh the trollshaws has such a big diversity when you think about it i mean there are they're monstrous drakes there's mm -hmm. uh, trolls of all different types wandering mm -hmm. around it's such a varied landscape mm -hmm. with you know, i mean there's a there's even a giant city kind of in yeah. the in the south and to see all this and to it just must have been a massive undertaking to bring all it all of it together so yeah they definitely had to mind it because they had the obvious stuff like the trolls um but then the more obscure stuff like like the ruins we were just talking about um and i think that's something they've done and continue to do a good job with even in you know the most recent areas like dunland where they can take just a, maybe a few lines or a paragraph out of the book and make it feel like middle earth so Obviously, we're kind of Turbine fanboys because we podcast about their game, but <laughs> they definitely deserve credit where credit's due. And it's, it's also worth noting that sometimes we as gamers, uh, not so much as, uh, uh, I wouldn't even consider myself, but maybe yourself as lore aficionados or somebody mm -hmm. who just appreciates the book yes. to realize that, you know, in some games, sure, there are monsters that are only there available at night, but like you said, uh, there's actually a lore reason behind why right. those stone trolls come out at night right. versus during the day. And that's, you know, as as a gamer, it's easy to just dismiss this as like, oh, the trolls come out at night. Just right, because uh, you've through. been there so many times before in other games. Right. And and then to realize, oh, yeah, they're only there at night because during the day they would actually turn into stone. Yeah. Turbine did well in writing their texts because the history of the betrayal that occurred is retold quite nicely. Be sure to pay attention to the quest text in the northern bit of the zone, as well as that of the quests in the Red Swamp of the Lonelands, as it tells of the alignment of Red Hour with Angmar to the north in 1300, and the subsequent coup taken on by the Hillmen. But even the bad guys can't be saved from a plague, and so when the Great One struck in 1636, the remnants of the folk of Red Hour, now only servants of the Witch King, were essentially wiped out. That's when the trolls decided to come and take up residence. Um, now, how, what, how did you feel about the inclusion of uh, Eladan and Elro here? You think they were just kind of like, well, we kind of need to, to drop a name in this zone, so why not, <laughs> why not put the Sons of Elrond in there? I thought that from uh, you know expanded lore, uh, they actually did a good job. I mean, other than Glorfindel, who would you really send to right. after a writer? And I, Glor uh, I would send uh, Liv Tyler. <laughs> yes yes don't get me started on that <laughs> yeah it's like a uh, whole nother podcast it is a whole nother podcast the peter jackson's um interpretation of the lord of the Rings. Yeah. but um <laughs> no it's it's a very important task to yeah. fight out and we we kind of dismiss it we we think oh they got washed and you know they got washed away but at the same time, if you're an elf and you just had nine of the most vicious agents of Sauron in your land and you want to know where they went, right? <laughs> you want to know what happened to them. And it's a good idea to keep, you know, keep an eye on them. And I think that they tied it really well into the storyline. Like I said, it's one that's one of the few quest lines uh, that that epic line book that keeps me in the Trollshaws longer than maybe I perhaps would like to. Right. So. 
Yeah, and I'd forgotten about the um, the washed out uh, Nazgul. That's definitely a job really for those guys. But he does cause a lot of problems, and that's you know that spawns off into the the Heligrod instance and yeah. uh, ties you into the Misty Mountains, and it does a it does a very good job in kind of getting that lore. And yeah, you know, going back to Elrond's son, it's very neat and very cool to be realized it, realizing that you, they could have stuck anybody there. They could have. This right, could have been, right. you know, like Larry the. This is Larry the Elf. Larry the <laughs> Elf charge of going and finding the Black Riders. But no, it's it's not that. It's, it's very. It's elves of very high stature that uh, we know are involved in the war. Yeah, and it goes further in making you the character feel like, like an important part of Middle Earth, right. which is something you kind of have to go into as with as a player, as part of the suspension of disbelief. With the at least with the epic chain, is realizing that all those other hundreds of thousands of players. Um, they're doing the same thing, but this story is just for you. You know, you're special just like everybody else. Um, so, are there any secret or uh, just some cool spots that you've discovered in the t- your time that you spent in the Trollshaws? I kind of like the woven veils. I think the woven veils, they're very much out of the way. And it's, Is that where all the spiders are, kind of in the north? Yeah, it's, it's where the spiders are. Yeah. And it's very, I mean, outside of Mirkwood, I guess I really never expected there to be a real spidery area. Yeah. But this has a lot of spiders in it, and it's, it's well done. It's creepy. It's you know, it's it's what you expect as far as an area populated by spiders. Uh, I think the only place that may do it a little bit better that I didn't anticipate it was Angmar, where they have uh, certain areas. So yeah, but I really you know I just I it's really hard to compare a lot of them, where yeah. you know they just they just do. There's just so much to the zone. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely one of the old school zones mm-hmm. where it's really huge. It's very expansive. And again, the quests just don't tie the zone together very well. Just because it's, I mean, one of the reasons being because it's that just, it's just that massive. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do. But I think once they are able to revamp it, it's going to be a lot smoother. Um, but speaking of um, kind of cool spots, do you remember um, Delisad? Uh, anyone who's done the epic quest will remember it. It's um, it's kind of in the southern part as you are making your way into Eregion. It's like okay. a little lot, forgotten library area. I think you end up searching for relics there as part of the volume one, the latter books of volume one. But it's like this very unexpected elvish ruin uh, that's just kind of embedded in the walls there. It's just a really, really beautiful uh, spot. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I would say, you know, make sure that you visit the, sto- the Stone Trolls mm-hmm. place, which is, you know, Bilbo's place. Uh, it's definitely a must-hit. Uh, be careful of the bears and the drakes. <laughs> it, it is a very dangerous spot, as well as wolves and stuff like that. Make sure you say hi to Elrond's sons and enjoy your time there. And don't remember, don't be too frustrated if your questing experience isn't that great there. I don't think anybody's questing experience has been great. <laughs> Uh, but it's definitely a zone worth exploring. Uh, just make sure that it is dangerous as the farther north you go, the more you start to run into signatures and elites uh, wandering the landscape, which is not something you see often anymore. Mm-hmm. So, The geography of the Trollshaws is craggy and confusing. In the book, Strider has to make more than one adjustment to his travel plans due to the odd canyons and ravines they face. We feel this as well. Over hill and dell, through ruinous peaks and troll dens, beyond the beautiful lands of autumn, one comes to the river Bruinen and its ford, 
It's home to one of the more dramatic scenes in The Fellowship of the Ring, where Frodo skirts the ford on Glorfindel's horse, resists the Nine in time to see them washed downstream by Elrond and Gandalf's tsunami of horses. The hardship of the road is then forgotten because they had made it into the bounds of Rivendell, their fears and pursuit left at the crossing of the river. Sadly, it's not that easy on us players, as there are lots of nasty feral animals to face before we actually get to Rivendell. But all in all, it becomes a much safer trail to follow than the one through the homes of hungry trolls. And so ends one's venture through the Trollshaws. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's it's going to be one of the, the zones that you kind of, you long for the scenery yeah. after <laughs> after many zones of dreary, dreariness and kind of uh, underground natures. So. Yeah. And if you get there now before they revamp it, you can... Uh, be one of those old timers that says, I remember back when troll shots sucked. Way back when. <laughs> <laughs> back when there were actually trolls in the troll shots. Oh, yeah. There's always got to be trolls in troll shots. I hope so. <laughs> well, Merrick, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Chipper. And we'll, we'll have you back just as soon as the South Farthing opens up. All right. I count on it. I'll be there. All right. Who loves the sun? Who cares that? plans grow who cares what it does since you broke my heart who loves the wind this has been episode 12 of the beneath your feet podcast my thanks again to merrick for joining me and don't forget to check out a casual stroll to mordor at casualstrolltomordor.com and the too long didn't listen podcast on the mmo reporter network if you'd like more information on Trollshaws along with screenshots, links to Merrick's podcasts, and links to this episode's music, check the show notes on my blog at www.lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. From there, you can view old screenshots and episodes, follow on Facebook or Google+, and subscribe on iTunes. As always, I'll be announcing the forthcoming episode on the blog next week, so once you hear which lands I will be exploring next, please send any questions, comments, screenshots, poems, songs, short stories, anything at all, to shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. Stay tuned, and thank you again for listening. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go beneath your feet. Who cares that it is shining? Who cares what it does since you broke my heart?